What is up everyone? This is Sarah G and this is Sarah G Strikes. Last week I made a big issue because of my ADHD and how my brain likes to go and trying to get back into all of this because I took a break. Why? Because I thought that it wasn't really great to do it when SAG was renegotiating and then I had time to talk to someone who said as long as it like doesn't like fit where it's on SAG or whatever you can do it if this is non-union as a non-union person you should keep trying to work as long as you don't cross that picket line and I think it's just very hard for me especially right now as somebody who does support unions so much that it's hard for me to pick and choose what you know works with what I guess if that makes sense but anyway I'm gonna just talk about some things that I noticed Again, it'll probably be a shorter episode, you know, in that nice, sweet 15 to 30 minute mark. I used to say 20 to 40, but let's face it, a lot of the same stuff keeps being redundant, but that's the problem. That's why people strike. Also, the pollen count is insane and it's hot and whatever. So I'm like sweating bullets and I know it sounds gross to say that, but you know, between Hurricane Hillary and, like, all these other natural disasters, Maui, like, we gotta really, like, think about this and the dumpster fire of the news, like, what's going on in the UK, you know, what happened with the storefront, like, again, you know, lives are not perfect, lives are messy, so if I talk about how hot and sweaty I am, that's me just saying, here's real life, I am not on a glam team, I sometimes try to look more put together, especially when I don't feel good, like I said, I got autoimmune issues, and I got ADHD, I got a lot of stuff going on, so sometimes I like to be looked more put together than I am, but you know what, the month of August has not been that way, it has not been kind, I do want to give a shout out quick, because I feel like people do not understand, yes, this podcast is about striking, but it's about a lot more than that as well, you know, I've listened to Dear Hollywood, I've read, I'm glad my mom dies, I've seen a lot of issues going on with the, you know, entertainment industry with kids as a whole, what we need to do. I've been hearing the dance mom people talk about it, especially the kids. So here's what I have to say about all of that. Besides getting better laws than what the Coogan Fund's got to give, and, you know, maybe trying to think about maybe not having a season nine of dance moms, just saying the whole way that that is corrupt and crazy and The fact is, I only really watched through season four. I tried to rewatch other things, but it's just like, you know, I felt it in my soul a little bit because the kids were the same age as me. And now that like more things are coming to light, you're like, holy shit, what just happened here? But my main takeaway is from all of this is just that you should really listen to all these former child people that have, you know, experienced some of that abuse within the entertainment industry I think we definitely need to rethink a way that we go about reality TV but again my thing about the children thing is just that Alabama Barker has been getting a lot of hate and as somebody who has probably the same issue as she does um autoimmune wise I think that we should just not there should be a stronger law about commenting on people's weights especially children we should never comment And before anyone says, well, she's almost 18 and she's been dressing like what, what, what? Here's the thing. I am not one to defend, you know, all the makeup, glam, whatever. I will say I've seen what she dresses like. Again, maybe not my cup of tea. 
but a lot of the things that she's been dressing like, I'm sorry, her dad's in punk rock band Blink-182, Blink-182, whatever, 182, I don't know. The point is, yes, and with all the ups and downs, and we know who her aunts are, like, I bet she's getting a lot of shit that we don't need to contribute to even more. She's 17. Look, We've commented on a lot of things, but it's just a low blow, I think, when we comment on child's appearances. Again, read I'm Glad My Mom Died. Read and listen to a lot of these child stars, the body dysmorphia that comes along with it. I think that we need to be kinder. I think that we need to protect these children a little bit more because I already have body issues and I didn't even grow up in the center of the public eye. So there's some of my takeaway aside from all the other stuff that I will be talking about that relates more to the SAG, to the WGA, all that striking stuff. But I do want to say I'm curious if in LA or San Diego that there's like just in a lighter kind of humorous way. Uh, if there's no boogie boarding, absolutely no boogie boarding being mentioned because that's a How I Met Your Mother reference, and I feel like Jen Alpha even would get it at this point because they're re-watching all of that because streaming exists. But that's my other thing. We need to give better residuals to streaming for actors that have worked. Again, Constant Murray, who worked on Lopez, George Lopez show, she's talked about how little she receives in residuals. Again, I don't think that we think about all this stuff and how bad the system is made up how much people should be making from the residuals. Because again, Jake Thomas, who played Matt uh, on Lizzie McGuire, talked about how he's made more from the TikTok community fund than he did on residuals from Disney+. Plus. And I keep mentioning that because I think that we forget that. Like, I don't think the Dance Mom girls are making more money for people like who keep watching their old trauma. And I think there's are plenty there. I know. So I begin to think a lot about these different things, but how about the fact, like, when I'm talking about all these things with child stars and whatever, how they purposely go out of their way to choose a final season to be renamed by the fourth season, sort of different, and then they fire certain people, like, again, Joey Bragg from Live and Maddie, which was really not my time period. I was a little too old for it, even though that there was, like, buzz around because somebody from the cast was in our area originally from here, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, that being said, I do think it's very, you know, shitty on the AMPTP's part. And the fact that it kind of considerably amounts to how much th that you can take advantage of child stars. It's going back up on that thing. And no matter how much time that you think that, you know, you're being protective, etc. It doesn't always work out that way. Like somebody said, where is, you know, the parents of all X, Y, and Z? But I think that they feel like they can trust well, I'm not saying that, you know, the parents shouldn't be to blame for some of these things, but I do want to preface this that, again, when you watch, like, Dear Hollywood and listen to Allison Stoner talk, it's not like every person didn't do this. They also kind of 
it just, it really depends. Or Alexa Nichols talking about it because some of them sounded like they had decent parents trying to look out for them. I'm not saying everything is perfect or black and white. It's just very much a, like, a food for thought type thing because even parents can be just as um, vulnerable to some of the things around. And even if they think they're fighting for what's right for their kid, it might not go that way. I can't speak for everything, but again, if you also listen to some of the things that former even reality stars have said, it's not like they know everything. I'm not saying good, bad, whatever. I'm not saying that, you know, it's what it is. It's just how it goes. Like, it's not completely cemented, but I don't know. It just kind of, I can see where people want something, think it sounds great. Again, I think uh, a lot of beginning actors or even intermediate who are also non-union, we, I know I've fallen into the trap of kind of going with the flashier class or the flashier, thinking about the flashier person when in reality that was way more detrimental. I think that a lot of people think that they can get stuff really quickly if they do it this specific way and that's just not how it is and I think you can take away from a lot of this with the union as well that you can fight for what you truly believe in if that makes sense so yeah I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that as well and let's just move on I'm supporting so much in the sense that I wish I could again constantly mentioning this which I know is a little annoying that I wish I could buy a plane ticket to go marching with you guys but again the thing that I love is the community that's built I love seeing like the cast of Primo and the crew of Primo from Amazon Prime getting together I love seeing the people from Jury Duty I love seeing Grey's Anatomy Station 19 like you see Jason Winston George Ben Warren always on the front lines and then you see the actors from Grey's Anatomy, all of them, a majority of them, but I want to just say, like, when I see a picture of Midori Francis, I see a picture of Ant Hill, I see a picture today of, you know, Alexis Floyd, Harry Shum Jr., J.C. Elliott, like, all of them, like, a bunch of them are striking, but I just meant that that warms my heart, that just shows, like, what type of community, and I see even the actors that aren't striking on Grey's still go. I mean, I've seen Camilla Luddington do a lot of it, and I think her husband's a writer too, so it makes sense. I see them constantly posting even when they're not there. Again, Kim Raver, who plays now the chief. By the way, if you kill off Teddy, she's become likable again and badass, so please don't do that, because then Owen will become disgusting and disturbing again, and I mean no hate because Kevin McKidd is strongly saving for the union, really supports the union, him and Daniel Survey, again, just all of this, the Station 19, I've seen Gina Ortiz, I've seen all of them do different things, I am sorry if I excluded someone, I really try not to, it's just that it's like, I'm trying to keep up with everyone, not to mention that, you know, in SAG, you have Duncan Ireland and and uh, Fran Drescher fighting for the rights of us, like a lot of other people. And it's just so fun to see this community building. Is it fun what's going on? No, because it keeps pushing back things, but it's showing not to back down. 
I think this is a great moment. Again, I recently rewatched a part of a podcast from Brotherly Love with a clip of Raven Simone and some of her, you know, her and her wife talking about all this, the breakdown that goes along with it. But, you know, Raven was on Cosby show. We all know how that turmoil happened and then we're not going to go there, but how the guy who played her uncle on screen now worked for part-time in between jobs just to get kind of health insurance, a job is a job. And I like that kind of say. Now, do I feel like that you wish that there was more stability and that's what they're trying to do with uh, the whole acting thing? Yes. And these, again, even sitcom people are not making as much money. I have to remind that because I think like you know, you keep watching these shows like Parks and Rec and you really wonder how many residuals they're getting. Like, truly. And so many of them are members of variety of different, you know, SAG and Writers Guild, the unions. And again, I know that I'm not probably sounding the most articulate right now. Sorry, there's so much hay fever going on and pollen and probably doesn't sound the best, but I've been learning, listening, seeing a lot of different things, and I love truly the community that is, you know, continuing to show and thrive, even despite, you know, natural disasters. Like, Monday, they weren't really picketing in LA. Today, I don't really know if they're picketing that much in LA, but on the East Coast, they got you. SAG and WGA East has got you because we are family, we are combined, and I know that I'm not technically a part of it yet, but it just shows, like, how strong and how, you know, these people, a lot of these people are also verified users on, like, social media and how little, like, comes from it. I just think that we need to keep a more open mind about what we say on all this stuff because... Billionaires are not ethically caring about this. Millionaires, you can become a millionaire ethically, more ethically. And again, it's just the layers that go on with this. And it really makes me begin to think about just how much um, we need to fight even as non-union members. Because this is our, you know, this is our family too. And it's not just about this union or that union. And yes, it's the union you want to be a part of more. And I know I keep saying union. But the point is, the takeaways from it all is that we're stronger together. If we don't back down. Again, the fact that it's been over a 100 days. Over a 100 days for these writers especially. And then now the Actors Guild is keeping moving forward with all their... You know, they're going on probably like 40 some days, but in a whole combination, it's probably been like, what, 150 days getting up there. And I think people don't realize that they're stronger together. The fact that there is so many, though, as well, I want to applaud. Here's why, even if it's for a small reason, I want to applaud all the non-union people who are standing their ground and not signing up for SAG projects that will get them ahead because that shows, again, united front. We are all in this together, you name it. And I know I'm, again, getting really redundant in how I sound, but that's how it is. And I think that that's why I keep reminding the redundancy is how it is 
because if you really want to think about it, um, they're asking for the same demands that they asked, started to ask for in the beginning of May. And the thing is that life, especially in the U.S., isn't that livable when you have so many different things and the fact that universal health care doesn't exist. But you start to learn more about even Canada's universal health care. You learn more about a lot of the different layers and nuances that go on with it. But especially in our country, there is so many issues that the fact that this, again, hasn't changed since 1963, it's a shame. It's saddening. It's anger. It's frustration. And that's why we can't wait another 63 years for stuff like this to happen. Now is the time to fight for our rights. And again, the fact of the matter is that doesn't just go for what's going on in the unions. It goes on for you know, child actors, child entertainers. We got to think about protecting these content creator kids as well. And I think that this just is showing how monumentally big the whole thing is all together. So this has been episode seven for real of Sarah G Strikes. I hope that you enjoyed it. Remember to hit like, subscribe, comment below, and we will see you next Wednesday. (laughs) 